Yeah. yeah, I just okay. looked at his name. It's Spinner, but I would have believed it was Skinner. But yeah, he, ha- <laughs> he has yeah. to show his face at least once. Oh he my was God. also on... Um, he was on Next Class. No, but he was also on Life with Derek on Disney Channel. He was in the band. He was in Derek's band. <laughs> <laughs> that show's cursed. You mean the incestual hellhole? <laughs> they they hell were dating hole? in real life, right? That's why they had... Maybe? Like, I, I think. don't know. Was it like a real Dexter-Deb situation? I don't know. But like they were... That was <laughs> you. You go back. You retroactively watch some Life with Derek episodes, so and you're like, "They're fucking." <laughs> God, it's like that TikTok. Do you see that TikTok? Mm-mm. It's like two adopted like kids, right? Are they so, like making out? They're dating. What is this Twilight in the TikTok? In probably in real life. Ugh. That's weird. That's so fucked up. Are we going? Yeah. Welcome to Weekly Incest, where we break down the incestual relationships we see in media. Stay tuned for more. Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink just a sip might improve your humor aren't you drinking i never drink no i've had a couple come on i'm not drunk and an excellent vintage it is too but if you're implying that i'm tipsy sir and welcome to intoxicated incest where we break down what motherfucker really means to us (laughs) (laughs) we just spent like 10 minutes talking about like Degrassi. Degrassi. <laughs> and it like very organically segued into <laughs> incest. <laughs> but that's oh, not no. what we're here to talk about today because no. this is Tipsy Terror, a podcast where we get drunk and we watch a horror movie and then we review it. And while we're watching the horror movie, we record ourselves so we can cut in clips like this one. And then now I just like can't keep track. It's a surprise every month. Also, what fucking um, high schoolers period is like perfectly on time ever? You know what I mean? And that wow. was a clip. I did it. I think that's the first time I've ever said the plot of this. Yeah. The you plot of our podcast. The, podcast. <laughs> the narrative in which we follow. And I'm Harish. I'm Samantha. I'm Molly. Whoop, whoop. And we're the hosts and we don't have a guest today. And today's episode is about... The Black Coat's Daughter, which was yeah. my pick. We'll yeah. get into it a little more. It was Samantha's pick. Um... I thought this podcast we'd just say what movie we watched and then we were done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we watched this. Okay. Tune bye. in next week. <laughs> no. Um So uh our first segment is Oh we we diving right in? Yeah. Below I mean, do you know I know I wanna right dive in? right into this. Uh our first segment below is Below the Bar. Yeah, below the bar trivia where we do the trivia and then um i'm i'm the dd i'm the designated driver of this which means that i uh had to write the questions i being sam (laughs) i feel like i had to clarify um so fun fact this movie does not have a ton of trivia but i did make some stuff uh, my buzzer noise is you remind me of someone okay that's it (laughs) molly hail satan (laughs) she did say it she did say it. Yeah. She's a pro at it. Okay, we'll get back to that. This is a weird movie. I loved it. Um, okay, question number one. 
Y'all ready? Yes. Yeah. What was the original title of this film? Oh, I know it. Oh, God I'm damn. sorry. That's okay. A, February. B, Bramford. C, Winter Break. Or D, The Furnace. Hail Satan. Yeah. February. Yeah, it's sorry. February. That's, it was named it because it takes place in February. Do I smell collusion? <laughs> no, I... um. I'm assuming you had like looked up the movie and yeah, like, I didn't yeah. look up any trivia, but that's I, like, literally that's like what I had the gotten. first thing you see when you're looking at information about this movie. It was originally called February. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay. What's the body count of this movie? A six, B ten, C eight, or D seven? You remind me of someone. Yeah. Eight. Yes, that's correct. There is yeah. eight. Um, it, it listed it on IMDb, but I didn't write it down. The but three? it's the parents, the sisters, um, Rose, uh, the random woman Jane Marsh. Oh, Joan Marsh. Yeah. Joan Marsh. And then there's that's six. There's two more. Two more. Um, I'm missing. Who's the third? I don't know. But there's two more deaths. I guess there's people in flashbacks who die. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Hold on, Lauren's texting Okay. Um, was it about the pop socket? Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, ordering pop sockets. Uh, okay, so it's tied. Tiebreaker. Who sings the song that plays at the beginning that's titled Incanta- Incantation? Parentheses, The Black Hood's Daughter. So this opens the film. Not the credit. The credit was a cover. This is the opening one. A, Sam Cooke. B, Elvis Presley, C, Hank Williams, or D, Johnny Cash? Uh, you remind me of someone. Yeah. C. No. Hail Satan. Yeah. Is it Johnny Cash? No. B. No. Oh, wait, no, B is Elvis Presley. Yes, B. Hey, this is Harish. I just wanted to cut in right here and say that Samantha is drunk and wrong. It was actually Elvis Perkins, who is Oz Perkins' brother, not Elvis Presley. That was Elvis, Elvis Presley? Presley? He wrote the song. The Black Coat song. Yeah, he wrote and sang it. That oh. is an Elvis Presley song. I didn't know that. And I'm like, I hate this about myself, but I am an Elvis Presley fan, and I had no idea that this. Why was do like you a hate song. that about yourself? Because he like stole all of his shit I from black true, people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he died on the toilet, and he died on the toilet. Elvis Presley's whole career is like on the backs of like people of color, and like fuck Elvis for that. But he wrote and he wrote and sang the song. Um, so here's one. <laughs> Molly, are you okay? No, I'm so sorry. Like you think about Elvis Presley, what's the first thing you think about? I think about peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Really, I think, hey, that's a man who died ass on the toilet. And that's just his legacy. I'm so sorry. So sad. I also think of walking in Memphis. Um, <laughs> which, by the way... I just want to do a quick shout out to Punch Up the Jam. If you have never seen that uh, podcast, listen to that episode because the punch up for it is fucking hilarious. Okay, go. Um, so so you I won, Harish. Yeah, what's your punishment? My punishment is you have to finish your drink. All right. Wait, Harish gets a song. <gasps> Harish, you get a song. Okay, we gotta we gotta do something here. We gotta. I've already. 
Okay. I won. H a r e e s h. You're the winner, and that's the facts. H a r e e s h. Harish, Harish, you're the best. Yay. <laughs> that was. That was that's pretty good. It's a good song. This good. is gonna okay. get for me. This is gonna get. So I won. This. Good. You should have been a cheerleader. <laughs> I mean that in a genuine way. I'm. A, I was a cheerleader. I want to show you something. Oh no, Molly's gonna show us something. Here, I'm gonna have to go outside to do it though. If this is your Please first time, do like listening. a back handspring. Um. I think you're gonna regret that sentence. Please don't uh, do a back handspring on concrete. I'm surprised you made it this far. If this is the f- your first time listening, both of my co-hosts have left <laughs> their mics and are now outside. I don't know what's happening. I'm just sitting here watching. I've confirmed that Molly should have been a cheerleader. <laughs> um, I Sorry. don't know what happened outside. <laughs> Molly did a uh, cartwheel, or I. You don't have to do it again, but. Yes, that is I exactly what Molly's cartwheel looked like. <laughs> I believe that happened. <laughs> yes. You can trim that. <laughs> um, uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for making it this far. Hey, this has been entertaining. Okay, time for the recap. So our second segment is the recap. For those of us just tuning in, I just did a triple axle backflip. It was amazing. Which is going to be difficult. Okay, so who's who? There's three um, leads. Rose, Cat, and Emma Joan. Joan? Was that her name? Yeah. Joan is Emma Roberts. Joan is her fake name. Yeah. I would like to be Kat. You can be Kat, sure. Who do you want to be? I don't care. I don't care either, so you can pick. I'll be Emma Roberts. Okay, I'll be Rose. So, then secondary are the parents, the sisters, and Gordon. I'll be Gordon because Gordon doesn't have a scene with them. Okay. No, no, no. I'll be the parents because she doesn't... They don't have a scene with Rose. Okay, cool. And then you're with her. And then I'll be... The sisters? And then okay. do you want to be Gordon? Gordon? Sure. Okay. And um, then we'll fill in. Okay. Yeah. All right, and seven minutes. And then we minutes. do a recap in seven minutes. Starting now. Okay, so it's the movie, and we're at this place called Branford. It's like a boarding school, and I'm Kat, and I go here, and... Um, I keep I see these like visions of like a car accident of like maybe my family we're not really sure but it's about to be winter break it's February 21st my parents are supposed to pick me up and they're late but I want you Miss Gordon to see my hey, performance even though my parents it's won't be me there. Mr. Gordon and I'm like um I'm sorry your parents aren't here uh anyway I have to go to Albany for some meeting or something I'll be back after the break um but I won't be here for your performance I'm sorry whatever wait is something funny no it looked like you were smiling anyway i hope you're back all right and i'm rose and i'm having a pregnancy scare but i told my parents to come late because i want to hash out this pregnancy scare thing with my boyfriend before they come in so i perform wait no you have more so i like perform and sing and stuff and you see that and then rose watches me and like and Mr. Gordon tells me that I'm going to have to be in charge of you. You're going to be have to be in charge of y- her um, because you're older and I'm leaving soon. And uh, talk to the until Friday, you you're fine. Uh, and then talk to the sisters till then or whatever. I don't know. And then I leave. Gordon is gone from the film. Ugh, whatever. I'm not going to take care of you because I have shit to do. So just like tell the sisters I'm like staying in bed or whatever because I'm going to go leave to be with my boyfriend. 
And don't touch my shit. Okay. So then I immediately touch her shit. And you see me do that stuff. And cut to, it's me, Emma Roberts. Wait, you missed the part with me at the furnace. Rose sees me at the furnace, like, bowing Was that there? Oh, wait, never mind, go. Cut to, it's me, Emma Roberts, and I'm thinking about, I'm just running away from something. I I remember people shooting at me, uh, and I remember uh, you look at me, and there's, like, a gunshot on my left shoulder or something. And then... um, uh, I'm waiting at a bus stop, and then these two parents, these two, this man comes up to me and is like, "Hi, um, do you need a ride anywhere? Are you okay?" Sh- uh, you know what? I guess I'll go with you. All right, just get in the car. Uh, this is my wife. Uh, we're going up to visit our daughter. Yeah, I need to go to Pitchford. I don't Portsmouth. Like Portsmouth. Well, we're going to Brantford, so we can okay. take you. It's the same sure. direction. Whatever. Okay. Cut back to you guys so cat i have a conversation with my boyfriend or whatever about the baby yeah and i'm still convinced i'm pregnant do you want me to drive you to the um wherever oh well okay you so you saw me like in front of that furnace saying and then yeah, you bring so me I'm up super and freaked out you shower me and then i'm like acting weird yeah and um we I think some stuff with the sisters happened. You I, say something about her parents are dead. Oh, yeah. I say something about my parents being dead, and I'm real creepy, and then I tell you, you smell pretty. You smell... And I'm like, oh, that's so off-putting. I don't want to deal with this. And then... Cut back to here, and it's me, Emma Roberts, and I'm taking a shower in my hotel room, and then... Knock, knock, knock. It's me, the dad. Hey, um, I, in. I see God in the coincidences, and I see God when I look at you. This is really creepy because I'm just in my towel, <laughs> but whatever. Cut back, uh, or uh, I'm like, uh, when are we leaving? Um, soon. Also, this is what my daughter looks like. I don't know if that's uh, at this point. Yeah, it is. It is. And this you is show a picture of Rose. Like. Okay, let's just leave soon. Anyway, cut back to. So I'm getting more and more sick. I call the sisters cunts, and then you see uh, like a flash thing of like there's blood and gordon comes or like the police find it and stuff and then like you see more stuff with me and rose and um i'm very sick and i'm acting really strange and i come up to you in the hallway and i'm like dude what the hell and i'm like stab 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 and i kill you holy shit and so then i um decapitate and you see these flashes of me on the phone with this voice telling me to basically kill people and I um, decapitate Rose, and then next thing you know, you see me, and I'm like in front of the furnace again with the um, these the heads of the sisters and Rose, and then the cop comes in, and I'm like, "Hail Satan, hail Satan," or whatever, and then he shoots me. And Bang! Then he shoots you, and then cut back to me, and it's me, Emma Roberts, and I am uh, in the car with this family, the two parents, and I'm the wife, and I'm like, oh, do you tell everybody that our daughter died to the husband? And like, do you tell everybody this? It's such a tragedy. Oh, you didn't tell me your daughter died. Yeah, she died. I'm gonna be sick. You could you pull over? No, don't pull over. I think you should pull over. I'm gonna be sick. All right, fine, we'll pull over. And then I slash the dude's throat, <laughs> and then I just stab the wife a bunch of times. Oh no! And then I cut off their heads, and then I. Uh, clean off my makeup and then i drive um to no, you add more makeup <laughs> anyways well i clean off all the blood and then i add she more blends makeup. the blood into the blush like any <laughs> sensible yes 
And then I drive to where the furnace was, and then I go to that furnace area, and then I have these three cut-off heads, which I cut off earlier, and then I put them down, and then uh, you don't see what happens, and then I cut back to it's me walking out, and I'm crying for some reason, and that's the end of the movie. I should also mention... um. <laughs> Emma Roberts and Kiernan Shipka were the same person. The same so person. It's never officially revealed, but yes, that's what you're. It's well, it is because you see. Yes, it is because you so see the flashback of Emma ended. Roberts get shot. Yeah, you see the flashback of the shot. It's, yeah, and while we were doing the recap, it really clicked to me. I was like, "Oh shit, that was Kiernan Shipka right, getting right. shot." Yeah, yeah. So like, it's 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 never like outwardly like they're the same official. person, but like if you're paying attention in the movie. Also, by the way, I I told um, the dad that my name was Joan, and and then there's also like a very short flashback of me choking a girl named Joan, and me looking at her license, and it says Joan Marsh, but that's a separate issue. Anyway, that's the movie. <laughs> Hold on, I'm texting. So, um, I'm texting the person who's the reason that I, we watched this movie because. Um, sorry, that recap kind of maybe seemed a little out of the like crazy, but this it's, is this is a, a confusing movie. This is a slow burn. You have to pay attention. Confusing plot. Yeah. Um. I, the so I'll just dive right into the reason I picked this movie. This was Samantha's pick. So, a couple weeks ago, well, it's like a like two months ago actually. Um, we were, we were at trivia night with some friends of ours, um, Jake and Maddie, and they were talking about how they, their roommates and they were roommates. They were roommates. Um, they were talking about how they had just watched this movie and they were like, it's weird. We didn't get it. It's called the black coat's daughter. And I was like, let me look into it. Cause I love the actresses that are in it. And I'm like very interested and um so then like nothing and then like la a couple weeks ago i started seeing a lot of tweets talking about like slow burn horror films mm-hmm. um i don't can't remember why i think it's because like uh, midsummer's director's cut was coming out and so people were just talking about like slow burn horror oof um and it was like a lot of listicles about like top slow burn horror movies and this was on like every single thing that i saw and i was like that's crazy because maddie and jake were just telling me how like they didn't really get it and then an announcement came out that the director of this oz perkins has a new movie about to come out called gretel and hansel uh, with the girl from it chapter one like the girl who played uh bev bev it's she's she's gretel in it okay um i don't know a lot about it but he's the director of it so i was like the stars are pointing. I need to watch Black Coat's Daughter. Okay. So that's why I picked it. It was just because it's just, it keeps popping up. And um, I'm glad I did. And none of us have seen this no. before. No. One of the, the first slates. time. Okay. So what did you think? I liked it. I don't think. So I should preface by saying I've seen. Um, Oz Perkins other film that's out and I also liked that what one. What is the other one? I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. Oh, I that's yeah. that's his other movie um that's out and I also like that movie. Um and I'll deep dive into that a little later, but it's very similar types. He's he definitely has a style. Cool. Yeah, I really really liked this movie. Um it had been on my watch list for a while. I remember seeing trailers for it at Gateway. And I was like, "Oh, I need to go see it." 
and then I just like never got around to it. But the song would get stuck in my head yeah. from the trailer, and it's like this slow woman singing, and it's like really creepy over the trailer. It was very very cool, and sometimes it would get stuck in my head. Um, but yeah, this movie is really cool. Yeah, I also this is my first time watching it. I I didn't really have any idea what it was about, but I knew it was like kind of psychological. Um, but I mean, I, I do like it. I enjoyed watching the movie, but I don't really get it. So what do you mean? What like, let's, let's dive into that. What do you not get? I just don't like, what's the point of it? Like, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I had a good time watching the movie, but I don't really understand well what the whole what the what was it about i don't think that there's like a particular message to this movie or anything like that like i don't think it's like trying to say anything which i know a lot of horror like i always preach that you need to be saying something in horror but i think this this is an exception which he might be saying something and i'm not reading it but i think to me this is an exception of like it's just a plot twist movie you know what i mean sure um but to me it's just like um just one of those fun like it's just bad shit like it's just bonkers you know what i mean it's like oh you didn't see that one fucking coming did you you know right which i did because i kind of had spoilers before i kind of wish i went into this movie blind but unfortunately i didn't you did have spoilers i did have spoilers so my my attitude is you either have to say something or you have to be fun this was fun. You didn't think it was fun? It wasn't it wasn't like fun in the sense of fun. It was it was interesting in terms of like filmmaking. Like I I liked watching it. Yeah. But it wasn't like a fun movie so, where like a twist would be like, "Oh, I'm into this." So, but like to me the fun of it was like throughout the movie like each one of us was like oh i think it's gonna be this because like we all obviously knew that there was gonna be like a big twist to it because this movie the whole movie's existence is existence it's like we're gonna get a twist and the whole movie we were like this is gonna be the twist oh emma roberts is gonna be so and or like oh she's totally that person you know what i mean like we spent the whole movie trying to guess and like some parts we were right about and then it took us to like quite a bit into the movie to realize oh my god emma roberts is carried in shipka i thought that's a good twist yeah i did too because um yeah it, it brings back to the point we kind of asked in the beginning when does this movie take place is this set in modern day i think so i thought it was like set in like she's dressed like it and it doesn't really have like yeah. a specific temporality and it know? doesn't really matter like right. it's so yeah. good like it's just like exists beyond that it's- and then to find out that it actually is two separate like time i love shows that like you know do you have something to no, no keep, like, keep going what, spoiler for a show um westworld yes yes um, that was like one of the major plot that, lines of Westworld and it like really fucked me up. Whenever that hits, you right. were like, oh my God. And <laughs> I'm pissed because I knew that, um, was Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you watch it after? Um, no, I was watching an episode with my parents and I was like, what's going on? Who's this? Who's this? And they told me, Oh. but like still seeing it come together. It's like, I didn't care that I already knew because how they did it is so good. 
Oh, I fucking was, love Westworld. I'm so sorry if we just spoiled Westworld for you, but that was to me one of the best television moments in history. I like the, the the near history. If you haven't seen Westworld Maybe I'll by bleep now, it. okay, do um, that. But yeah, uh, so for me, watching this movie, it was good. In like, just it was interesting to watch, and the plot tips were interesting. But it's also like, it's so we talked about this. Me and Samantha just have talked about this um, uh, recently, specifically because of Midsummer, which you brought up earlier. And for Midsummer. M- m- when i was watching midsummer mm-hmm. i was thinking my uh, the reason i watch horror movies is either i want to get some sort of message out of it or i just want to be entertained in like a just a general fun way that i don't have to think about and so when when i was watching so my problem with midsummer was like i didn't really get that much of a message out of it and i also like had trouble watching it because it was so traumatic just Mm -hmm. the way it went out and so for me for this movie the black coat's daughter um it wasn't like fun in the sense that i think of fun i think i it was a it was an interesting movie to watch it was a good movie but it wasn't there wasn't really a message to it and it also wasn't really fun in the sense of like um fun i would consider like your next as a fun movie that doesn't really have a message um it it wasn't that kind of movie either and so like that was my problem with this was that like i i wasn't really having fun watching it but it also wasn't really like there wasn't a point of me watching it I guess for me, I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I guess the difference is for me personally, I think that movies that where you know there's a plot twist and you're spending the whole thing trying to guess it, I think that is so fun. And even if you guess it early on, it's like the the feeling Probably of like, it. I fucking got it. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I like shit. Like, that's the reason I watch things like Criminal Minds. It's like you're you're trying to... Like, I like to try to figure things out. Figure things and this out. movie genuinely existed as like a can you fucking figure it out type thing. And I, I like that stuff. So, like, for you, that's not what you think is fun. So, I, that's totally, completely understandable. But for me personally, like, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, Just to hop on and defend Midsummer real quick because <laughs> I love that's that allowed. movie. That's allowed. That's allowed. Go ahead. I got a lot of like personal um what was the word you said fulfillment maybe i would say from it because i like a lot of parts of the story really resonated with me and um i will say the director's cut even though i really love the theatrical Mm -hmm. cut and got a lot from that the story gets so much more from the director's cut I do want Just to in see how it their relationship dynamic because i've only heard positive things about holy the fuck cut. there's like i'm not in a rush but i will eventually watch it i won't spoil it but there's a couple scenes between danny and christian that really kind of elevate the tension in their relationship mm-hmm. that like wasn't super that like, was deep my dove into in that Midsummer. was one of my big problems with midsummer was like i was like i don't really see like oh. how bad christian is. oh shit it's like it's more upsetting okay. it's awesome okay you maybe get like that, it oh maybe, i wish they hadn't had to cut it because it is such a richer movie maybe that'll make more sense to me because that was one of my big problems with it i like i agree with that because they're like oh 
like when I saw it, I was like, like okay, like, it's not that bad. Good for her, but like he's like insidiously bad where it's like invalidating of her feelings, but like he gets worse. Okay. <sighs> I'll eventually watch it. I will like this is my Midsummer's like my movie of the year. I fucking will defend it to the end of the earth. Well, parts of it. Parts of it are also kind of bad. Yeah. We're, this is we're not talking about Midsummer. We're talking, we're about, talking about Black, Black Coat's daughter. daughter. Which um I will say I kind of got a similar fulfillment as I did from like Midsummer. I can see, like it makes sense why we keep bringing Midsummer up. Yeah, because it know. is like psychologically based around the experiences of a woman. Yeah. And so it like, really is. A lot of times I can relate to that. What do you mean by that? Um, with relation to so this movie, I I want to start. I want to preface by saying I fucking hate. Like it's not. I don't hate. I don't want to say hate, but like when a movie is written and directed by a man that's about a female experience, oh. it automatically puts a bad taste in my mouth because I'm always like, what the fuck do they know? Like Assassination sure. Nation. Yeah. Or um, wait, is that a man? Yeah, Sam Levinson. Oh wow. Um, and Midsummer and mm. this movie. They're, it's all men stuff and it's like but sometimes they just hit notes that are like how the fuck did you you get that you yeah. know what i mean it's like how did you know i mean yeah i mean like obviously like y- if you want to write a woman's story y- the best option is to hire a woman but it's possible for men and I'm to not, write i'm not saying it's that, impossible it's right. just i'm wondering like how the fuck do you understand like this feeling? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is, and I will say, I I did get a lot of that out of Midsummer. Surprisingly, I had a but hard time accepting that because I went in really? knowing like our ass or some dude. You it know didn't. What I mean? But for some reason on this one, I didn't have that. I will say kind of what I was talking about. Um, I I immediately like just had a bigger connection to them because they were women. If that makes in sense. This so, movie. Yeah. So I yeah. was okay. more kind of invested in like what was going on between the three sure yeah stories so i was able to kind of like get more and with a lot of them you see a lot of i'm drunk (laughs) you see a lot of um uh so obvious the first obvious thing is rose dealing with a possible pregnancy scare pregnancy yeah totally relatable we've all been there it fucking sucks that's just like bottom line like that's the upfront Her like oh, ty- late. typical women like or people with vagina trouble right um but then there's this like thing with um specifically emma roberts storyline with joan and you see this awkward these awkward interactions with the dad with the uh, dad. character mm-hmm. Also, like, what grown-ass man that's not creepy just, like, lets a girl sit in a towel without saying, like, yeah, do you no, want to go get weird. dressed? It's weird. Yeah. Not exactly. And oh, the thing is, like, like I don't know about you, Molly, but, like, I've been in situations with, like, older men where, not necessarily I've been, like, wrapped in a towel in a hotel room type thing. Sure. Where I've, like, felt very vulnerable and uncomfortable and, like been questioned in ways that i did not want to be yeah like right. that that shit's Absolutely. happened to me and it's very uncomfortable and like n- you know like the actions of like decapitating people not the typical female experience <laughs> but like wait the, wait 
Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, like, a lot of the things yeah. that you see, like, the emotions that you see these girls feel through this movie, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, the right. horrific stuff, no. But, like, the day-to-day that you see them interacting with people, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is totally, like, this has happened. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a weird thing. But, yeah, yeah like, that's exactly there's, there's what a, it is. There is a female experience in this movie. Yeah. Uh, that's just, fair. Like, Gossip. Sorry. No. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say I I agree with that. I I also thought that the the dad was creepy in the way that he was acting, um, <laughs> uh, which was awkward. But what were you gonna say? Even from like the little things to the gossiping about like teachers and the way teachers, that like yeah. girls did it, I found that very relatable. I I just I found this movie to be very relatable. Yeah. And, like, authentic about how teenage girls actually are. Okay. It, like, despite all the weird kind of culty shit. Yeah. And despite they're only really being, like, two or three, like, teenagers interacting with each other. Right. Like, it just, it did feel genuine to me. Not, yeah. like, super forced. I, I, I agree. always appreciate in movies. Yeah. I, I thought, like, everything about this movie for me, like, worked. It's just, I, like, at the end of it, I just don't get it i I just don't get the point of all of this i don't get what it's trying to say yeah and i feel like i agree with you there's a lot going on and like every aspect of it feels realistic but it's also like why why was this movie made (laughs) you know well (laughs) because because the plot <laughs> demanded it. Did the plot demand making the movie? Yeah, someone was like, I have an idea for a movie, a picture, you see. And they went into the big Hollywood executives and were like, here's my idea. And they were like, here's a budget, make it. <laughs> no, but I, I do get what you're saying. Um, I don't know what we're supposed to take away from this movie. Right. It's it's it doesn't have any like life lessons. It doesn't have life lessons, but it's also like not interesting enough to be entertaining just solely as like entertainment. Oh really? I like that's where I like kind of split because I did get a lot of entertainment from it. Kind of, uh, I don't know, because like when I think of like entertainment without any sort of anything, I guess maybe this is kind of like entertaining but just slow i don't know well you're not getting like the 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 um hyper action adrenaline rush that you're getting from right like you mentioned you're next yeah this is not that movie this is not like that kind of entertaining but it is like interesting and it keeps you interested but it's also like if uh, i don't know for me like if a movie is slow and like i don't know i probably wouldn't watch this movie again i wouldn't either but i yeah. did get well, a lot I'd of watch value it. from the experience of watching it i'd watch it to like if somebody else was like oh i'm kind of into this I'm, i'd be like oh yeah let's watch it because i i would mm. encourage somebody else to watch this and if it meant watching it with them i would right but if i was like oh let's watch something i would not turn this on yeah yeah it's it's not i don't know <laughs> it's it's a weird movie 
where it's 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 definitely interesting, but I would not call it like entertaining. I have a question. What are your thoughts on the witch? Oh, the I love- witch. I love the witch. Okay, I know you like. Yeah, but how do you think that kind of falls in? Because that is also I- a very slow paced movie, right? I I see that as sort of like a like a dis not believing woman story, you know, because like it's a lot of like blame. It's it's more about misogyny than about the witch, like witchcraft and stuff. Um, so like I I I feel like the witch the movie has a point to it. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it is slow, but it also like makes a point about misogyny where the dad doesn't really believe the daughter at first and she, he believes the, um, other children before he believes the daughter. So like, I feel like the witch is different because it like has a point to it. Whereas this movie doesn't really make that much of a point. I do agree, I guess on that you know? a little bit. I also, but, and I, I literally just said this like five minutes earlier. For my personal enjoyment, it doesn't. This movie doesn't have to have that. Yeah, sure. For me, like I am very critical of other movies that like kind of just make something without saying anything. Yeah. But for some reason, this, this just worked. Yeah, this just worked. I I was gonna say like I I'm the, I'm on the same page. Like I don't need like this movie. This movie might have a point for some people, but for me, it didn't. But it was still good. It was good. I don't know. Like, I can't explain. But, okay, so let's do, dive into this. So you guys haven't seen I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which is Oz Perkins' other no, movie. I've seen the trailer, and it looked neat. So I've seen it. It's been a couple years. I don't remember, like, everything about it, but I do remember a good majority of it. Yeah. And the thing is, that movie is the same thing, where it's like, real slow burn you find out a lot at the end and then you're like i don't know if i liked that movie or not but then like i found myself because i had watched it i was in new york for a summer internship like alone and stuff and i for the next couple of weeks had just been thinking about it and it like really stuck with me and i was like you know what i think i liked that movie even though when i initially watched it i was like this is boring and i think this is the same type i think he just really has like a thing where he just makes slow burners that stick with you because i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house also a subtle female experience um type movie and uh i i this watching this movie made me want to really go back and watch that movie because it's just like uh you're intrigued the whole time but you're like i'm not quite sure why i'm continuing to watch this and this one was a little more exhilarating. There's a lot more like murder and weird shit that happens in this one than I am in the pretty thing that lives in the house. But they're similar. Um, I, I definitely think Oz Perkins has established like a very certain type of film. Um, and so like I would just recommend if this movie at all intrigues you to go watch that movie and I'll bring it up in the recommendations again. But like. There's just something about the way he makes movies where you're just like, I think I liked that, (laughs) but I don't know why. Yeah. He's just got, he's got a way of storytelling that really does that. Right. I, I, I do agree with that. I, I do like, I, I think this movie is interesting and I was like, 
I, I was never bored during this movie, and I was interested the whole time I was watching it. But there's just... It just doesn't work overall. Yeah. For me. That's fine. I feel like... I don't know. <laughs> so, do you do you have any, like, things about it that you didn't like? No... Not really, because, like, yeah, I I liked the storyline. I liked every... I, I just... I, I liked everything about it. It just felt pointless to me. Maybe it might just be because, like, you didn't read yourself in this. But, like, I hate saying that because, like, this came from a person that does not experience the things that we, like, read out of this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, weird to say, like, oh, you don't understand. But it's, like, neither does he. Because I'm sure you do. Because you're, I don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I do relate to some of the characters in this. Or at least, like, I I related to the level where I, I like, enjoyed watching them. Or, like, I, I, like, cared about what happened to them. Um, to that level, I did relate to some of the characters, but it just overall, it just felt like a pointless movie. Like, what was the goal of having just Emma Roberts? What was Emma Roberts' deal? That was that was genuinely to me just plot twist, like. Her storyline... Where was she coming from? Why was she going there? Her storyline just existed to me as plot twist. The other two I see as, like, other stuff. But, like, for Emma... Well, Emma Roberts had some moments where I was like, oh, yeah. But, like, to me, like, the reason that her stuff was done was just to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? double timeline. Yeah. What? Which I... I am a slut for that shit. If you, like, pull a wool over my eyes and you're like, gotcha, like... You didn't see that coming. They're the same person. I love that shit. I fucking... <laughs> you can tell me the same type of story over and over again and get me with that gotcha. They're the same person. And I will forever be like, fucking yeah, they are. Love it. Like, I do like that. I fucking... If, if it's not overtly obvious that they're the same person at the beginning and you like have to build up and try to put it together love it oh my god it's like that pool episode of community or sorry that foosball episode of community where you find out that shirley (laughs) had made cause jeff to pee his pants i i love i love finding out uh so uh, i'll probably cut this out of the podcast but like fun fact about that episode there um when there's um that flashback of them as children there's a cut to a shot of a like southeast asian looking kid and dan Harmon said and i I listened to the commentary of that and dan Harmon was talking about we wanted to imply kind of that that kid was Abed because Abed is kind of like ageless and could be like at any level. Um, oh so my God. They wanted to imply that the kid that they cut to in that one shot was Abed. That's great. Please don't cut this from the podcast. <laughs> we don't want to spoil it. Well, it's not really a spoiler. It's just like not bonus, relevant bonus. to the conversation. Yeah. It is um, so relevant to my personal <laughs> enjoyment of what we're talking but about. But yeah, like how we had talked about. That's awesome. Wait, so sorry. I'm so sorry. How old is Abed supposed to be? 
I always thought we of him as really slightly know. older I than think, Annie I, and Troy. Yeah, I think he's a, around the same age as Annie and Troy. But there is um one episode where he like makes a joke that he's the same age as um uh Jeff and uh, Shirley. Mm-hmm. He like says, "Oh, by the way, I'm 34." And like he makes that as a joke, but it's also like he's supposed to be um like a he's supposed to be a character where like he could be like any age and okay. like it it makes sense yeah. you know because in real life i didn't know in real life he's like 40 what <laughs> <laughs> excuse me okay hold on go okay go Let ahead while check we're my facts real quick i'm hey, so sorry i'm sorry i'm like in love with danny pooty so like this is like qu- quite a revelation for me yeah he was born in 1979 He's 40. He's almost as old as my parents. He's six years old, younger than my parents. Oof, ba boof. He's 40. What I'm were so we talking- sorry. I don't Whoa, know. We were talking about, um, God damn it. About the movie and whether it, what was the point of, uh, Emma Roberts? Oh, no, I was talking about, I, so like, we keep talking about Westworld and like oh, yeah. that thing with Westworld. There's a big plot, plot twist, twist like that. And like, even though this is something that has been done plenty before, actually it hasn't been done that much. Right. It's been done, but not like, it's not like a overdone thing because it's kind of a hard plot twist to pull off. Sure. Because yeah. you have to be, um smart in the way that you do it to where you're dropping subtle hints but you're not like overtly telling the audience that this is happening right so like because like so with any plot twist the way that you make it good is if you go back and rewatch it you can see hints towards that yeah so the plot twist in this is that there's the two stories going on there's a story with kieran and shipka and the other girl at the boarding school and then there's a story with Emma Roberts and the parents and the plot twist is that um the parents storyline is happening like at least a year later. Yeah, at least. No, it's definitely to me I read it with if you're casting like a different actress and stuff, it's got to and Emma Roberts is significantly older than Kieran and right, Shipka yeah, by yeah. like I don't know, 8 years, years or something yeah. like that. So I read it as at least five years in the future. Sure. Um, and so your point was. My point was that if you if you construct it well, no matter what the story is, if you construct a plot twist like that well, I'm gonna like it. Right. Like it's you're gonna have to have like an absolute shit movie for me to not enjoy a plot twist like that because like I can at least appreciate the thought you put into creating something like that especially if i could have like throughout the movie been like oh what if but like not known for sure until it was confirmed and it wasn't quite confirmed until you saw kieran and chip could get shot okay let's let's go through this movie in chronological order okay so there's these two girls at this boarding school rose and cat rose and cat rose is pregnant um she believes with her boyfriend's child so she tells her parents that school is ending on friday versus 
it's like Tuesday or something, so that she has a few extra days to um, talk to her boyfriend about this child that she's pro- possibly pregnant with. And Kiernan and Shipka, her parents just don't, we never see her parents. So- her parents just don't appear can we take a side note really quick so we see at the beginning her like vision of her parents dying in a car crash or whatever mm-hmm. i think that we see is so you think because i was about to say is that something that actually happened also like why didn't we deep dive in that a little more do we just accept that she just knows that that happened why was she not contacted about this Do you think it's one of those things that, like, happened and then that's why she kind of got involved with the devil? I'm not sure. That's that's my one note in this movie is, like, her parents may be dead in a car crash. What happened? Like, that's my one thing of, like, I don't... I didn't feel like that was quite answered enough for me. Right. Well, there's that weird scene at the beginning. Where she sees the car. No, no, no. Well, and she's also like, Daddy, you came early. Yeah. To, like, we presume is her dad. So do we think that she, like, saw their ghosts? uh, In her dream, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just like... The the movie opens with her asleep and she is dreaming. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she dreams that she meets, like, a, a man who's taller than her. We never see the man's face. And she says, "Daddy, you came early." She I also mentions mommy. That her yeah, mom died. She in says the car something yeah. about mommy, and then they walk across like a frozen lake, basically, and see a car wreck. Yeah. So my question is, like, so are we supposed to assume that she's just aware that her parents have died for some reason, and because of that, turned to Satanism? Um, or was she already into Satanism and that's how she knew? Are we just supposed to assume that like her parents are dead? She's into Satanism. Don't question it. There wasn't enough answered in that. Right. Yeah. Well, the next scene is her talking to, um, the Dean, I guess. Dean Ling. What's his name? What's his name? Hello. Hello. Dr. Uh, Gordon or whatever. Gordon. 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 Mr. Gordon or whatever. Um, And she is asking him. She's talking to him about her parents, basically. Yeah. Um, and she at one point says, like, straight up, like, oh, they're dead. Oh, that was to Rose. Never no, mind. that was later. Um, But she does. She is hoping that her parents will arrive in time for her performance. Yeah. But also, meanwhile, Dr. Gordon, Mr. Gordon is going to Albany over the break. But there's that scene. And then there's a scene with Rose, whatever. Um, and then there's a scene of um, Kiernan and Chipka's character, Kat. Kat doing her performance. She's looking in the corner of the auditorium or whatever. And she's looking for her parents, and her parents are clearly not there. There's empty seats wherever she's looking. So her parents are not there. And then there's a scene where Dr. Gordon is talking to Kat and Rose. And he's talking about, okay, Kat, your parents aren't here yet. And Rose, your parents are also not here yet to take you. Because they're on break because they're at a... Boarding school. Boarding school. And Rose admits, oh, sorry, I told my parents to come on Friday, so they'll be here on Friday. But Kat's parents, we don't know anything about what their deal is. 
Maybe so, she didn't have parents for a long time. Maybe she didn't have parents. We don't know anything. We don't know any of the backstory with her. Gordon tells Rose to take care of Kat. And then there's the two sisters um, who are basically just Not like nurses. sisters, but like nun sisters. Nuns like that type thing. Who are basically like the nurses, the school nurses. Because we see them earlier. Who we know there was like previously a fire that they were in well okay we see them earlier talking to rose because rose thinks she's pregnant but rose is also saying she has a sore throat and so the the first time we see them we're like oh these are just the school nurses um and rose is telling them she's sick because that's the way she's telling them that she's pregnant or whatever we see the sisters in that scene and then we see the sisters in the meeting with everyone, with Rose and Kat and Mr. Gordon. And then um, there's the next scene where Rose and Kat are just alone on campus. And Rose is like, by the way, these sisters probably worship the devil because they don't really have hair. Like they're it wearing wigs. Off. Their eyebrows are fake watch their eyebrows because those are definitely fake and so rose believes that the sisters worship the devil meanwhile cat is getting phone calls from the devil well no she is do she is making phone calls because she puts in the the coins we see her putting in the coins and then calling a phone number and then she hears on the phone is definitely the devil talking to her um but there's really overall like none of this makes sense just there's no point to it for me I don't know. The more we analyze it, the more I'm thinking about like things that are like said or done in each storyline that I'm like yeah Oh, okay. okay. So there's the part where Rose and Cat are talking to each other and Cat is well, okay. So there's a part where Rose hears something in the basement and then she goes down and she sees Cat like praying. Oh, I'm gonna forever to fucking remember that. That scene is terrifying. The scene that where she's like terrifying. coming up like bowing and shit to that furnace, like that is burned in my mind. I'm never gonna forget watching right. that. That was fucking oh. freaky as shit to watch. This is creepy. That's weird as shit. That's really creepy. There's something about the movement. It's terrifying. It's not. She moves like too fast for it to be like if she was moving a little bit slower, it would feel normal. But it was not. She's moving so fast. Her hair is like you you don't even see any part of her hair. Right. She she just looks like a shape. She looks like. That's like singed in my mind. I thought it was like a boy at first. I, I thought the it was like another character we were going to see, but no, it, w- right. it was Kat. It was Kiernan Chuka's character. Um, but like the scene after that with them is her, uh, is Rose, um, like Kiernan Chuka's taking a bath or a shower or whatever. And then Rose is like asking her, like, were you just sleepwalking? What was going on? And then there's like a conversation between them and Kat, Kiernan Chuka's character says, 
uh they're not coming they're dead they're not coming they're dead about specifically her parents rose's parents no i thought she was talking about she was talking about her parents. no 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 rose rose was saying i told them to come on friday and then cat's like oh uh too bad that they're dead already or something oh, i like thought that. she was talking about her own parents i don't mm. know when when i watched that scene like uh, the way i interpreted that discussion was that um cat was talking about rose's parents because mm. like rose was like oh they're just coming on friday and then um kiernan shivka's like oh that's too late they're already dead and then um and then rose is like oh that's what rose's immediate response is saying what and then she's like that's a really rude thing to say and then like she leaves the room and says i don't know something about it being a weird thing to say so with not necessarily cat saying like rose's parents did whatever but like cat's general worry about like like i'm stuck here because my parents aren't coming and like at pretty much everyone is like oh it's fine they're coming like it's fine you're fine it's gonna be fine and she's like it's not fine like i think that that's like a really like to me i think that's like another reason like why i like this is because there's this general thing of like i don't know about like you molly or anything but like when you generally worry about something people tend to play it off like it's fine stop stressing oh yeah you know what i mean it's it's like okay sometimes it's not fine you know and like you know it's not fine but people tip or play it off as like it's just like a woman's worry stop stressing and it's like fucking no like please help me like look into this it's so shitty because also the other side of that is if something isn't fine to you even internally it's so shitty for other people to be like oh don't worry about it because yeah like there could be nothing like wrong like happening on the outside or like nothing really to worry but about you're, but you're like stressed about it yeah that doesn't negate the fact that you're still worried about something yeah and so know. like that's like for me each like girl has like her own like oh this is like a relatable worry for me Kiernan Shipka's is like her like outwardly like it's not fine and everyone being like stop saying that and it's like sometimes it's not fine like Mm -hmm. look at that you know what i mean and that's not like the general message of this movie but like when she was saying that like she was because at the beginning with she's talking to gordon she's like i'm a little worried and gordon's like it's fine they're gonna be here on friday i was like looking like talk to her like why did nobody call her parents you know what i mean like she was worried about this why did nobody look into this instead of being like it's fine they'll be here later because yeah. that's totally a treatment i've received in my life right no they did they did try to call the parents they did yeah oh never mind but I no, but but they didn't follow up like, on anything like that yeah they weren't too like concerned about it no, yeah i never got that just because of the way that Kiernan Shipka was acting. Well, doubt she's like possessed by the devil. Yeah, but like I, I never got that she was worried. You didn't? Not really. Because like in, even in the well, first scene. She wasn't worried, but she was saying like. She was basically being like something's wrong this whole movie. You didn't get that? No. I always, like, the first scene with her and 
Mr. Gordon. Um, she's like, she's, she is like worried that Mr. Gordon is leaving. Cause Mr. Gordon says, I'm going to Albany and then I'll come back. And then she's like, Oh, how long does it take to go back and forth? Um, Oh, probably just a couple of hours. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to be gone this whole break. And then she like has a weird smile on her face. And then he's like, what's funny like why are you smiling did you find something funny and she's like oh i don't know so like the whole movie i was like what is going on with her like like, i I felt like she was like slightly off i never felt like she was like worried about her parents it's not that she was worried it's that she kept giving messages like something's wrong and sure. nobody was reading into that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, it wasn't like she was like, I'm scared for my parents. It was like she was giving messages like, my parents are not okay type thing. Or like, your parents are not okay. And everyone's like, stop talking like that. It's fine. And it's like, nobody really was like, maybe something's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, she's just being weird. Yeah. Is that She was weird from the start. She She was pretty weird. I don't know. We, we, so the first time the parents of Rose appeared, like me and Molly at least assumed that they were hers. They were, um, Kat's parents. Oh, are these the parents? Don't say anything. Oh, shit, are they? Just guessing. Um, yeah. And then it was only like in the scene in the diner where he, he reveals like right before he reveals, I'm like, Oh, maybe they are Rose's parents. And then he reveals, yeah, it's actually my daughter's name is Rose. What if he's the other girl's parents? Rose? Yeah. But, yeah. but the whole time I was like, Oh, maybe they are Karen and Shipka's parents, but we never see her actual parents at all no does she have parents does she have parents are they well clearly something happened because she sees that car wreck yeah and that didn't happen with rose's parents so that definitely had something to do with her parents yeah i'm not quite sure what that part was i don't know i i feel like i'm missing something or i just my Just only thing that i feel like that i'm great. lacking is her backstory and i wish i had more of that and maybe like another rewatch will really give me that maybe. but that's the, that's really the only thing i feel like i'm like i want to know more about her parents that's it yeah i don't know um should we go into our normal segment yeah sure let's now. do it let's do it so um we what didn't do what do? would you do last we we remember this time best segment Hit it. What would you do oh, if it were you in this movie? And do not it. every song needs auto-tune. That's true. Um, It's more authentic. <laughs> grassroots so, way to connect with your fans. So who who do you relate to the most? I relate to Rose. Rose, yeah. Rose is the Absolutely. most normal Rose person. Rose is the only sane person in this movie. <laughs> the dad is creepy. The mom is... Uh, just off slightly. Everyone else is like well, possessed and it by makes the sense devil. In retrospect, yeah, the mom is definitely like going through trauma. Yeah, 
Um, but Honestly, like, so is the dad, but like in a creepy the way. The dad is being creepy. So Rose um, is the only normal person. Only normal person. Like maybe her friend and her boyfriend are fine because the boyfriend's like i'll drive you to the uh, abortion place well i i also relate to rose because like i'm not saying that like i i am when i was rose's age i was very much like rose so like i get like i i relate to rose yeah yeah like rose is the only normal person other than the characters that aren't really characters Mm -hmm. um so uh, like yeah if i were a woman of that age i'd probably relate to rose yeah um so if it were you in this movie i don't really know the would you survive thing it's like well if i was rose obviously no but just you as you but That's see, if it was me as me, movie. if you it is you, Sam Blevins at the sporting school, I would be at home. I wouldn't be there, even if my parents didn't yeah. pick me up. I would have found a way to leave. I would not lie to my parents. I I just wouldn't lie about. I wouldn't be there straight up. Yeah, I I would have left already. I wouldn't be there. I I, I wouldn't lie about the. I wouldn't. <laughs> This is probably a bad thing to say on a podcast, but I wouldn't lie about anything verifiable <laughs> to my parents. What do you mean? <laughs> so like if um so if it's like the last day of school, that's something that they can look up. Oh no, got it, got it, yeah. That that's actually the last day of school. So I wouldn't lie to them about when's the last day of school. <laughs> so I I so personally i would not lie about something that in that way so like they would have picked me up earlier and taken me home Mm -hmm. so i definitely would not be in this situation yeah um yeah so like i i would survive because i i just straight up wouldn't have been there like for any reason yeah me too yeah i guess same just because same oh, reason, know. yeah. <laughs> so, um... Is there a villain in this movie? That was what I was about <laughs> to say. To me, the villain is Kat. She Kat. murdered a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. She murdered, like, all of the people in this movie. So I do personally consider Kat to be a villain. Okay. Do you want to put her in... The, the I, can put, I can easily put her in my villain ranking. I don't know how you guys feel about her, but I can definitely fit her into a villain ranking. Sure. Again, I don't have an updated list. I will put it in my calendar. This is just unacceptable at this point. <laughs> so this is episode 37. Um, so we probably have like... Let's say seven weeks. Seven weeks of what? That I haven't done the villain ranking. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's it's how many villains have we ranked? We have like about 30... like 32 maybe? Yeah. Yeah, something along the lines of that. I'd put her at like number 27. That's actually... Like she's like that's actually not... right where I have her. <laughs> I, I actually have an updated list that I keep. That's and so fucking weird. she is... Hold on. One, two, three. She's like seventh from the bottom, 
under Emily from Let's Scare Des- Jessica to Death, but right above Dr. Hill from Reanimator. So that's like right where I put her was like whatever you just said. 20, right. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put her at 27 out of 32. Yeah. That's right around where I have her because like she's she's only a threat if you're like in the situation where she's a threat, you yeah. know, yeah. like. And if you're in the situation where she's a threat, you're, like, dead. But it's, like, it's real hard to be in that situation. Yeah. I will put her um, right below Tom Hanniger from the My Bloody Valentine 2009 remake and right above the cult from Kill List. That's so rad. The Kill List cult, cult is right around there for me, too. Yeah. I need, Which is funny because... have our end of the year episode because oh, there is so much yeah. I want to shift around. But that's funny that we bring up the Kill List cult because while when this movie started we kept talking about the Kill List because we were like yeah this is like that. It's a little burner. It's going to be crazy at the end type thing. Right. So is it ratings? R- let's rate oh, the movie. Yeah. we have an award to give out. Oh yeah Whoa! the award. So I would say this movie qualifies this is the J-Pad. The Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. Uh, to me, it's go- it goes to Kiernan. Uh, Kiernan Chipka. That's, for me, one, I love her so much. Um, but two, the scenes where she was, like, sickly. Yeah. I genuinely was like, is she okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to all the points where Sam said, um, this is the role that got her Sabrina. This is the role that got her Sabrina. I bet this movie got her Sabrina. I'm putting that down. You're probably going to find it on some trivia somewhere. This is the role that got her Sabrina hands down. Yeah, for she's sure. She's great in but this movie. But the, the scenes where she's like crying, like she's like tears coming down her eyes and she's like sick. I don't even care if those tears are genuine. Like, I don't know if they put teardrops or whatever, but like, I was like, fuck, it's like, Kiernan, okay. Like, that was very like not good to watch right i was like worried about her yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. i'm fine with her getting the award hell yeah i'm a huge fan of sabrina uh the chilling adventures of sabrina i don't know if i've made that obvious but <laughs> i'm i'm a big fan of kieran and shipka so uh i want to give her that award all right uh so rating rating this movie oh fuck i haven't even thought about this hold Furnaces? on or what'd you say she said furnaces sure yeah you want to do furnaces give me a second furnaces do you have a better one please come up i was gonna say decapitated heads but that's like that's so hereditary but that's so there's so many other movies that that's more and there's specifically three in this one so i I would rather do furnaces i'm gonna give this a 7.5 7.5. Because I think this is a genuinely good movie. But to go on to Harisha's note, it's not quite exhilarating. I do really find moments where I relate to it and I do genuinely love it. But the thing is, there is this lack of, I don't really care to, like, I don't, I'm not going to seek it out to watch it again mm-hmm. type thing. So 7.5 feels about right. Um, I'll go with an 8. Because also, I think something we didn't really talk about that I really liked about this movie is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The cinematography is The excellent. opening shot of just like the snow with like that snow bank and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, why does this look so good for it just being like a black and white looking shot? Right. It's, it's yeah. very good. Like, and you like the car shot. That car where it's just you can see like one car driving and it's so small on the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> it good. It is. 
very very good cinematography very good direction like yeah very beautiful film and yeah. the color palette is just wow. it's very minimalist yeah and just how it like is shot and how it like looks but it's right. great it I'm works sad. very very well i wish we would have spent more time talking about this because you brought it up and now i'll I'm post like, some oh. stuff for morning after yeah it's like oh gosh it's so good and i just like i and like i liked it enough for it to be neat and so it just is eight furnaces i'll also give it an eight and i gave it the what? <laughs> you gave it a 7.5 what um i'll give it an eight because for me seven is enjoyable i think this is worthy of an eight because like it is like um as we talked about the cinematography is great um and i i did i was interested the whole time and it wasn't just solely entertaining i just like I, I liked all the characters. I did enjoy watching the movie. So I give it an A. I just don't believe that it was like that good. Yeah, um, no, that's fine. So like definitely like an 8 out of 10 furnaces. Um, but I did want to talk about the cinematography, which we can probably talk about Yeah. in the morning after. But I did want to bring up, this is like the kind of this is like a specific there's like a specific type of movie where it's like slow but there's a lot of shots that are interesting Mm -hmm. but it's also like very like monochromatic i'm the pretty thing that Um, lives in the house is also very much so going into our our um suggestions yeah i guess uh this movie recommendation recommendation um this movie reminded me a lot of uh this movie that we've watched called Thelma. Um <gasps> we didn't watch it on the podcast, but Molly, like, were you did you watch did Thelma you watch with, that us? with us? Oh my um, gosh, we it was so it, good. Samantha and I watched it. Um, we went with a couple friends. We had some friends with us. With some friends. But uh it's another movie. It's uh Thelma is a movie that it's like I don't know what language it's in. It's Swedish. Swedish? Yeah, it's yeah. Swedish. It's about this girl who's a lesbian who like is coming to terms with her um lesbianism and she's also has she also has superpowers. Um She has like psychic abilities that are like weird. It's it's a very slow um movie that like is slowly goes into that aspect of it. But it's shot in a very similar way, except for the color. The color scheme is different. Like there's like this, more blues to it. Aren't this they? movie, The Black Coat's Daughter, is very like black and white monochromatic um, for most of it. With some red. With some red, yeah. But like for most of the movie, it's very monochromatic. Whereas like Thelma has a lot more colors to it, but it is like, like still like down. slow slow movie where like everything is subtle like all her powers are like very like oh god I you have to be paying attention to it thelma is such a good movie thelma yeah so i i would recommend thelma that was like one of the movies that i thought of as we were watching this um i did have others oh uh christy oh i was gonna recommend christy, christy. k-r-i-s-t-y christy um is uh i think it's on netflix it's 
kind of like uh, uh, it's it's a home invasion movie. It's it's not similar to but this on movie a college campus, um, except for the fact that um, it's it's about this girl who her name is uh, very much not Christy. I don't remember her name. It's not Christy, but um, she is alone on like Thanksgiving break or something uh, on the college campus. Like everyone else literally has left and then she is targeted by this cult um, that wants to kill her uh, and considers her a Christie, which they say is like the typical American girl is they describe as Christie. But um, it's it's a fun movie. It's like your next, except instead of just being in one house, it's on over an entire campus it's like that kind of like home invasion but like on campus rather than just in one house it's not like a perfect movie but it's a lot of fun it's fun yeah it's a fun movie that's uh not like amazing but it's it's fun if you like that kind of movie um so christy and thelma are my two recommendations i might have more later but do you guys have recommendations? I have a couple. The Witch, because we already talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Slow Burn. Sure. That um, fits in that kind of like a little bit minimalist, but monochromatic. So The Witch is a fucking great movie. Um, And then another Slow Burn. I had like looked up a list just to like <laughs> some recommendations. And one I actually stand by is um House of the Devil. I was going to do that one. Yes. Yeah. Slow the Burn. The scariest movie I've ever seen. And it's slow until the last like 20 minutes it's fucking terrifying <laughs> so how's the devil if you look up my letterbox my <laughs> review of house of the devil is that it is the horror movie version of edging <laughs> which i believe is very accurate because the whole movie is like you're expecting something bad to happen at any moment so like literally the entire time you're like ready to be scared oh it's all and then so good at the end like just there's a complete release so just watch (laughs) house of the devil you're so right that's the best analogy oh my god but that's like that was gonna be one of my perfect recommendation fucking terrifying like I'm not even. That is the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> really? It's, it scared the shit out of me. It, it still scares the shit out of me. It's a scary oh, concept. So I was at my parents' house this past weekend, <laughs> and I was uncomfortable yeah. because I kept thinking about House of the Devil <laughs> and how, like, you have to like think right. Um, just to talk about it, like, we can we please cut all this just so it is. Sure. How like yeah. the grandma, whatever. Yeah, how yeah. it's yeah. It's just. The whole time. Can you imagine being in so creepy? Like a, oh, oh my god! And then she's and then there's like jump scares, but they're like effective and they're right. good. And that like how Greta Gerwig that part the is best good. horror yeah. villain. In it's so good. Fuck. Wow, AJ Bowen really is. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Oh. Like talking about it, like makes my stomach hurt because it's so good and yeah. so scary in equal measure. I can't wait to do that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to watch it again for a while, but 
<laughs> Do you have any other ones? No, that's it. Um, I ten. I mean, I keep bringing it up. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. This is Oz Perkins' other movie that's out currently. By the way, we haven't mentioned this. Oz Perkins is Anthony Perkins' son. Anthony Perkins being the guy who played Norman Bates in Psycho. I right. feel like that's worth mentioning. Yeah, horror, Psycho. horror runs through his blood. The f- the horror um, family. Yeah. He's credited as Osgood Perkins in this, but like uh, he goes by Oz Perkins, and he's also the f- guy in Legally Blonde. That's like the really weird, greasy, dorky, <laughs> nerdy guy. That's Oz Perkins. <laughs> wow. Um, the director. <laughs> Say more insulting adjectives about his character. That, that is like literally his, his character. Um, <laughs> but um, I just think I think he's really neat. Um, I just think I he's just, neat. I just think he's neat. Um, <laughs> okay, Sam. But I <laughs> heard that one before. I want to bring up "I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House." It's not like it's it's kind of like this where you're like, I just don't get it, but like I, it's good. You know what I mean? Like he's he's very specifically has a talent in that. Other slow burns that I wanted to bring up. Um, Molly mentioned uh house of the devil which was one of my big ones i wanted to bring up hereditary that's also another slow burn um not very similar but it's it's in that line of like it gets bonkers real fast and then another one like up and like preparing for this episode i was looking up other things and something that came up was it follows which is very stylistic cinematography is fucking beautiful we've covered it check out our episode it's fantastic um well the movie is our episode i think is good um, it's a good episode i like that one. we we've really fixated on the cinematography on that one as well and it's also one of those ones it's like not quite exhilarating but you're like you have the sense of dread through the whole thing so i think it really goes along with this one um so yeah those are mine um something that came up just on the list i looked up just now um uh possession which we have also covered oh on this yeah love right. that movie but i don't it's just like kind of slow at the beginning and then picks up blair witch project is also on a list i'm looking at for slow bur- yeah i get it but that one's like, like different recommending blair witch you don't like that movie it's fine i like it. I, it's an I okay like movie um well specifically about blair witch i did not like it the first time i watched it but then we rewatched it recently in the theater and i really liked it a lot but that's a different story it's done a lot um, for pop culture yeah and there's a much better kind of little um spinoff of blair witch that i prefer much more to the, the scooby-doo one <laughs> <laughs> the scooby-doo project there are for sure um because this movie definitely reminded me of other just not even horror movies, just movies in general. But like I literally cannot think of a single one. But there's a specific <gasps> type of movie where it's like slow. What about Loose? Loose. Loose. Loose came up in my mind. Loose really. is always just a general. Loose I wouldn't call a slow burn. It's not but... really a slow burn. But like just a general recommendation. Watch Loose. L-U-Z. Um, the Spanish word for light. Yeah. Is yes. that what it is? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but um, there's a specific type of movie where it is a slow burn. Um, and the cinematography is good. And... Um, just it's interesting it's it's there's a type of movie that like keeps you interested even though it's slow but there's not really like it's it's i don't know this just 
reminded me of a genre of like independent film that like a twenty four. I can't. I can't think of like specifics other than Thelma. Right now, Thelma is the main one that it reminds me of. But there are other movies like this that Produced I want to recommend. Recommend, but um, I literally cannot think of a single one. So like, I'll probably think of more for the morning after. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 like that kind of movie where it's like on a college campus, um, <laughs> you know, like very slow and stuff's going on it's weird it's creepy it's whatever you know and a lot of like movies like that like while they are slow they're also about things that are different yeah than like is like actually happening in the narrative it's about like a much more internal experience right yeah and for that reason i'm recommending midsummer (laughs) (laughs) the director's cut i'm surprised we didn't bring up midsummer already we talked about we talk about midsummer a lot I feel like I talk about it a lot in my day-to-day life. But we brought it up quite a bit on this episode. Mm-hmm. I'll recommend Midsummer just because it's my civic duty. And as always, I'm May Queen. Valid. So, um, so let's do plugs. Oh, uh, cool. I'm at not a credit card on everything. Sticking with Midsummer, my Twitter is at Midsummer Queen. My Instagram is at Molly Francis Hands. You can find me on Letterboxd at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S. I am on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference, and you can get me on Letterboxd and Instagram at SamanthaDon13. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, TipsyTerrorPod at Gmail dot com. If you want to email us, uh, we have a Patreon. Oh well, let's. We have our websites: TipsyTerror.com, TipsyTerror.rip, TipsyTerror.wtf, TipsyTerror.com. P-U-B. Dot pube. Dot pube. And all of those just link to all our other shit. Um, they're still under construction. Hopefully, someday, they will have more information. Uh, but they link to all our shit. And um, SoundCloud, tipsy-terror. Um, and then we have Facebook and Letterboxd. Uh, both are just tipsy terror i think if you search that is correct you'll find them and then we have our patreon tipsy terror patreon.com slash tipsy dash terror i believe just search tipsy terror on patreon um and for one dollar a month you can vote in polls um to decide one of our episodes every month and for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every month where um, it's slightly different from our normal discussion. Uh, it's it's whatever we want to talk about. It could be a foreign movie. It could be a just non-horror movie. It could be stuff that's tangentially related to horror movies like the soundtrack of horror movies it it's whatever we want to talk about for that episode like our august episode was about donnie darko and our september episode will be about the rest of the final destination series not five. yes not five except five. for Five is being saved. Final we will be releasing five, five as an episode on its own. 
after yeah. we do this bonus. And then our plan for October is to do uh, um, TV episodes. TV yeah. episodes. Like Halloween TV specials. TV Halloween specials. I'm so excited um, for that one. Oh so, my God. Yeah. So like if you like us, uh, maybe subscribe on Patreon for $5. You'll get our bonus episodes. And then if we get enough um, $5 patrons... Like if we get ten <laughs> patrons <laughs> at the five dollar level, then we will start to do more than one bonus episode per month. I have a uh, name for this segment. Harish says, "Give us some money, a bunch of different times. Give like us more money in different times for five minutes. <laughs> Give us some money." Um, but yeah, so like our I don't know our bonus episodes are fun. Um, they are really really cool yeah the donnie narco episode is good (laughs) that is honestly and i'm not just saying this because i'm a bitch who loves donnie darko i had so much fun doing that i've been yearning to watch it again we every now and then i look at my dvd copy that you bought me and i'm like oh we just like we (laughs) talked about such good stuff because that movie's good yeah (laughs) this is just us saying look at all the good stuff we've done and we've done good stuff money yeah and if you don't want to give us some money um consider giving us a good review if you enjoy our content yeah it would help us out a lot if we just like barely (laughs) hit 50 dollars we will do more than one bonus episode a month and i i really want to do more than one bonus what kind episode of a month. plea is this harish <laughs> i don't know like, Samantha. i can't wait to re-listen to this she's just like <laughs> for the love of god please pay us give anyway. us some money <laughs> it's just like you know we don't make money from this no we do it for fun I so for the cost probably of a- lose money i don't know <laughs> a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> Or are you just, um, just trying to recoup the cost of the anyway, sound equipment? <laughs> I, actually, yeah. Considering the cost of the sound equipment, I do lose money on this oh podcast. My God. Um, but it's worth it because it's a fun podcast to do. So all of that we just talked about. Anyway, that's our podcast. Um, we're going to do more episodes. Listen to the next episode. Bye. 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 She looks like this bitch from the CW, too, who I hate. And Rose, what about you? She's not famous. She's only in CW shit.